Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to November 4th, 2020. It has officially been the longest fucking day in the longest year, in the longest month, month of the longest decade. No, four years. What, I don't how know. long has it been? I, it's been, it's been like, <laughs> le, honestly, like six years. Pro, you know, it's I mean, been like six years. No joke. When did it's he, probably been six years in, in the making. When did he first rear I his? I mean, he started fucking head. with us in like 2012. So he's yeah. been around for a minute. He's been around. Anyway, hi, hey, everybody. This is Busy Phillips is doing her best. The podcast. The elections. Special, (laughs) (laughs) which I mean, gosh, you guys, we decided that we didn't want to pre-record the podcast because we wouldn't know the outcome of the election. And we thought like, well, that'll be silly. We'll all be like nervous and, you know, we won't know what's happening. And so let's just hold off until we possibly know. But they told us. Yeah. Until we know something. And all we know now is we don't know. I feel better that we're doing it today than if we did it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, today feels hopeful as opposed to yesterday. Last night. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) Now I feel like I do know more. More. (laughs) No more. Okay, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Thanks, guys, for joining us at home. Thank you, Shantira and Casey for joining me, Busy Phillips, here. Thank thank you. on this pod let's start at the beginning all right (laughs) the the beginning i'm kidding i'm kidding i just i just feel like i just feel like guys we're gonna just do a little bit of like a processing and i think that that's how we can all do our best in this moment and absolutely and uh and also let's talk about yesterday and our day uh and how we voted and what we're where we're at and how we're and, surviving and also like where uh like where we each think maybe we collectively need to go or because I know like a lot of people have just left comments like I posted this photo this morning of Birdie that I took yesterday on our drive back from uh Philadelphia where where we went yesterday and volunteered at the polls and um, with world central kitchen. And I, and I took a picture of birdie in the car on the way home. And I just was like, I do have hope. I have hope because I see this kid and like, I can't not when I look at her and all the things that she knows and ideas that she has and the future that she sees, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so many people on my Instagram said, yes, but, (laughs) (laughs) yes, but I'm incredibly disheartened by the numbers coming in. And I feel that so fucking deeply. It's like why I've been very emotional for the last however many hours I've been emotional. By the time you hear this, uh, and and you know and by the time we're even saying this, I think we have to all take a beat 
And I think we have to wait for those actual numbers to come in because yeah. I've just been hearing so many things about like, this is disappointing. And he, um, Trump increased his, his popularity with all types of different groups of people. And like, you know, I'm not a real, you know, I'm not Miss Politics boss bitch or whatever. I'm just like, you know, a what? regular. You're not? The- <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> I I just follow like a regular, like a regular engaged, pretty engaged person. And what I know is that it is tough to beat an incumbent and it really takes everything everybody's got. And so that is what everybody... I feel like everybody tried to give it everything they had and tried to focus their efforts in the most effective places. And now we just have to count the votes and see how it turned out. But I think we have to count all those votes even before we allow ourselves to be disappointed in ourselves. We can be disappointed right now. We can be disappointed in everybody that voted for Trump because that is right. I'm disappointed in, I mean, like the, the thing too is that again, I'll say it. We won. We have the numbers. It's the fucked up electoral college that is built off of black people being three fifths of a person. Biden has won more votes than any president ever. Right. We won. Right. So America is built this way on purpose. It's built for it to be hard for goodness to win. And I think that everyone just needs to reconcile that white supremacy and whiteness Mm -hmm. is the norm. And that Mm -hmm. I truly believe that Obama was a fluke. (laughs) (laughs) I think Obama was a fluke and um, all the white people are finally reckoning with what I think a lot of black and brown people have been dealing with for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like this is America and we're Mm -hmm. barely scraping by, but we're barely scraping by and they did everything they could for us to lose. So I think that that is a thing that keeps me from being disheartened because they shut down all the polling places. They literally shut down a lot of the The United States Postal Service, right? Right. We're still winning even though they're cheating, you know? Right. So that's where I'm at. Well, the other thing is, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, the other thing that I sort of, have returned to as well is that I don't know if Obama was a fluke, but I do know that what Trump has been successful at is empowering those who, you know, who deeply feel the white supremacy and the vibe of, of that thing. Do you know what I mean? And so those people are motivated to come out for Trump whereas like before they I think thought that they existed outside of the system and so they're like well I'm not voting for I don't care like I'm not going to vote for either of these people you know what I mean and I feel like you just see we see that how his appealing to that thing has been successful for him in a certain way I do maintain obviously in agreement with you both. I think we have the numbers for good. I also think that this whole thing was by design. They're, uh, the Trump supporters are not afraid of this virus. They are not afraid to go to polling places on the day and cast their vote. They right. aren't afraid. They're not even wearing masks. 
They're well, fucking licking their fingers after they touch <laughs> the ballot fucking button it's machine. Very, it's you very know what I mean? interesting, that divide between how, um, you know, more liberal people were, you know, how how the Democratic side of things really encouraged people to vote by mail and to make it very mm-hmm. easy and... Republicans were pushing the whole time in person voting is very crucial. And that's really interesting to me. And that's been part of why it's been interesting the way this is unfolding, because they, you know, in a lot of places, they counted that in person vote at first. And so it skewed so heavily. It's all by Trump. design. Yeah. Yeah. And then now they're going to count these mail in votes, God willing. And, you know, the courts are the courts are on our side, which is I know a lot to hope for because who's been, you know, putting judges on the bench, you know, for the past four years. So um, these numbers are going to come in. And, you know, he already tried to say, like, these vote, they're doing these vote dumps and they're changing the outcome. And it's like, yeah, that's how it happens. Like, you know, <laughs> like, that's why we count them because. Right. It- and the and the and the the fact that the people who've turned out that the Democratic side made such a play for people to drop off their ballots, to vote by mail, to vote mm-hmm. early. Like, in a way, you know, I, I got on a call last night with my the woman from the Biden team who I had been who I had worked with. And she was like, is this what we were hoping for? Not exactly. <laughs> was this one of our scenarios? A hundred percent. Like right, we yeah. had a feeling that there was a version of this that went this way because we know so many people were going to vote early because of the pandemic. Things are just, were just different. And, but she's like, but that being said, like the turnout is rec- is going to be record breaking. Yeah. The suburbs are killing it. Like, fucking look at my home state of Arizona. I have yeah. never been prouder of those bitches. <laughs> Did I they call the Arizona way I always, yet? I feel the same I mean, way I, I always know. feel about Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But listen. Hey, you like, know what, Chantira? I got to tell you something. I feel like we got to let her go. Oh, gotta, I. you. We got to let Florida is, go. Can we? This is as honest as I can truly be about Florida. I um, have been voting absentee since I left, uh-huh. uh, and this is the first time I ever I voted in California because I. And this is no discredit to the people on the ground in Florida doing the work, right? It's plenty of people doing the work. The Floridians did the work, and they passed them in before. But there's only so much evil you can fight, right? And they are evil. And they cheated mm-hmm. and we we're going to Florida is red. Florida is red yeah. as long as Republicans keep doing whatever they want. As long as every former felon in the state of Florida, which is mm-hmm. over a million, are not allowed to vote because of a poll right. tax that DeSantis created. So I think that that is a thing, too, uh, that really frustrates me is the idea that the South is a lost cause. The South is blue. The South right. is full of black and brown people who vote for Democrats, but the right. South is run the way it was run in the fucking Civil War. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, on that on that note, I do want to say let's just like let's mention a little bit of good news in California. Measure J passed. 
um, which is community investment. That's part of like the uh, Patrice Colors was helping with that one and alternatives over incarceration. Incarceration. Oh no, we're gonna have to edit that out. Incarceration. <laughs> yeah. But also, we're not like, editing by the way, today. FYI. I know you're not. I know that was a joke. Also, <laughs> also, guys, you understand. I legit drank way too many margaritas. Ate an entire package of cinnamon gummy bears and then passed the fuck out last night. Um, New York elected the first out and gay Afro-Latina member of Congress, Richie Torres, Latino. Who's Richie Torres? Let's Democrat, whatever. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of wins. A lot of Oklahoma, lot of first non-binary state lawmaker. That's great. Yeah, we had a lot of really impressive historic wins. And one thing I wanted to say, Shantira, about Florida is mm -hmm. that, and I want to say to all of our friends who are in red states who went out and voted your heart and for what you thought, you know, even though it felt like I'm in a red state, this is probably pointless. It's not pointless. It's not. It's not pointless. You're contributing to the popular vote. The, the bigger the gap ever gets between the popular vote and the electoral college, the more obvious it becomes that the electoral college is an outdated and broken system. And so if Joe Biden should win, if the remaining states should go to him and he's he's got it, he's got it in the bag eventually, even though we're all exhausted, you contributing to the popular vote contributes to his mandate as a leader. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a waste. All the yeah. hours that you spent waiting in line and all the trouble that you went to to make sure that your ballot was counted, even though you lived in a red state, it's not a waste. And thank you. Yeah. I mean, Arizona is blue. Yes. yes. Officially. Yeah. So they... Wisconsin's ooh. blue. Wisconsin squeaked in and if we can get michigan looks like and nevada, it looks like michigan it. is happening oh. yeah we need nevada i think we're gonna i think we did it nevada oh. looks like it's <laughs> happening i and mean I you guys you know i won't trust this until you know yeah. uh -huh. i won't trust I this until i am i am surprised i thought georgia and i thought north carolina was gonna be different the suppression though and that's the thing <sighs> that is the thing that really uh, I think is frustrating too because the first thing everyone wants to do is be like, Ugh, let's get rid of Mississippi and let's get rid of Florida <laughs> and let's get rid of Oklahoma. And it's like, or we could get rid of the white supremacy that keeps those mm -hmm, people mm -hmm, disenfranchised. Mm -hmm. And how I about, think that, yeah. yes, how about that? I, like, how about that's the conversation? I was like, yeah, the conversation isn't that people in the South are stupid, it isn't that people in the South are lazy or that we don't need them. That's really untrue and unfair to all those people down here are, are down there who really want change. Like you, you matter. Nobody's going to get rid of you out of the United States. We're going to keep fighting so that you aren't disenfranchised because we know, we know the truth. And so do they. So that's I think right, that's South. the thing. So yeah, I, I just get really frustrated when people get so mad at them and it's like, don't get mad at Florida. <laughs> they did the right thing at amendment four. Get mad at the institution that created this. Mm. Guys, we have to do an ad because we're kind of just doing this live. So um, so we're going to do a quick ad for an amazing product, and then we'll be right back. Getting busy with it. <laughs> getting busy. I can't even remember my tune now. We're getting busy with it. What was it? Is that it? We love busy. You know what? I'm hearing feedback, busy. Busy people. I'm hearing feedback from audience members.
who've tried Vizzy and are like, yeah, it's amazing. And by audience members, I mean just my friend Christine from Arizona. <laughs> Who's <laughs> like, I love your ads and I love Vizzy Hard Seltzer. And we love Vizzy Hard Seltzer too. And I think, I don't want to be out of line here. I think they love us. You know why? <laughs> because I hope so. Vizzy, please tell us you love us back. Because Vizzy is a lot like we are. Vizzy is a bitch that contains multitudes. <laughs> Vizzy is the only hard seltzer crafted with the antioxidant vitamin C. Maybe you feel like those two things don't go together. Vitamins in my hard seltzer. Why? That's like, I can't ever think of this. What are two <laughs> things that go like, that's like the rock doing Shakespeare. Sh I mean, I feel like he, he could. could. Shakespeare. He could. I and I would like it. I'd be there. For I actually it. think The Rock. That would be like a reality TV star running for president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But, but unlike that example, this hard seltzer works. This combo works. This combo is is delicious and is exactly what you want, and it's. You know, I love anything with pineapple. I know you're a pineapple mango person. I'm V into blueberry pomegranate. I like a little bit of like tart. So black yeah. cherry lime, also my jam. Shantira, who had to bounce strawberry ki kiwi, I think is hers. Yeah. Right. Didn't she? Isn't that? She so likes the pineapple too. Oh, all right. Well, no, I, I mean, listen, we like them all. That's the point. We can't can... speak for Shantira. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, I'll have to find out from Chrissy B. Chrissy which her which flavor is her favorite. But you should get into it because I think you're gonna like it. And I don't know about you, but I can always drink a fizzy drink with some vitamin C and something to take the edge off. <laughs> So upgrade your hard seltzer with Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com. That's V-I-Z-Z-Y -Z HardSeltzer.com. You must be 21 and over to drink Vizzy, obviously. Hey, guys. You know all those things that you keep saying like I'm going to do this for myself but then you never end up doing it either because you're just like exhausted doing things for everybody else because you're Getting. probably a caretaker because you're listening to this podcast and that's what we all are um personally I've always wanted to fix my little snaggle teeth on the bottom <laughs> so that I stop getting things stuck in them and Mark doesn't look at me like I'm disgusting and thanks to candid straightening my teeth is simpler, easier, and more comfortable than ever, 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 or ever. Here's the deal. They're clear aligners. They're comfortable. They're removable. They're practically invisible. Um, and it's prescribed. Your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. And it's all done from your own home. And Candid only works with orthodontists, never general dentists like other companies. And the person that's your orthodontist will be your orthodontist every step of the way, which is awesome. So uh, 
you'll always know that your treatment is on track. And I love that. Uh, and for most people, it's only like six months. You'll start to see results way before then. It's thousands and thousands of dollars less than braces. And unless you're Gwen Stefani at the 1997 MTV Movie <laughs> Awards, Music Awards, braces are not the fashion statement of the moment. You know what I mean? Not right so, now. Not right now. So start straightening your teeth today. Right now, all of my listeners can save $75 on Candid's starter kit. So go to candidco.com slash best and use code best. That's candidco.com slash best, code best. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. Candidco.com slash best, code best. All right. So, but what I was thinking be, uh, back from what Shantira was just saying is uh, a couple of things. Number one, yes, like I think dealing with the white supremacy issue in this country is something that we need to tackle. I yeah. also think that dealing with toxic masculinity is oh, something that we yes. have to look at because I do think like, okay, so on Sunday we were taking, we had to take the, it was, re, it was just a, re, I think it was a weird day on Sunday and we went to go pick up a rug. Oh yeah. It rained so hard and I was soaking wet and I was not happy about it. But anyway, we went to go get a rug and something else like in Brooklyn. And so we took the car and we were, we were going out to get on the west side highway or whatever there was like all these police and what the fuck is happening this is in manhattan and uh there was a maga truck people oh, fucking Jesus. bullshit thing of these bros you know like in these huge trucks with the flags and the, just these white supremacist dudes and then there were sort of counter MAGA protesters on foot who like basically blocked them and then the police were there and it, you know it was just like it was just like sort yeah. of a mess and screaming and hot like it was just crazy and a lot of people I'm sure saw the video of the parade of MAGA yeah. trucks around Kamala's bus you know in Texas was it yeah. Um and and like just those scenes from all over the country, right? And then like the thing that sort of comes through with all of the white supremacy fucking bullshit of these dudes is just their toxic aggression and yeah. masculinity and their anger, their deep fucking anger. I we need to like figure out how the fuck we talk to men two things number one casey you're gonna feel this deeply if you are a person who has a child who has gone into temper tantrums like wild fucking temper tantrums you know that the hardest thing to do is hug that child in those moments but that is like truly what they're longing for is for like love and understanding understanding of what their experience is and but it's the hardest fucking thing to 
even do because they'll punch you in the face in that moment. And then you're just like, well, I was just fucking punched in the face. Like, I don't (laughs) want to be punched in the face anymore. But they need to have that understanding. Now, I responded to this guy on my own Instagram who has been like leaving comments on lots of my pictures just like a random picture of a cute outfit and he's like um was that outfit worth having an abortion when you were 15 Jesus you know um he's been doing it for a long for a while yeah and I haven't I haven't blocked him and I haven't like because I just like I looked at his page and I was just like what's going on here you know what I mean and like and so then I put finally like over the weekend I posted a photo of my nails and the guy's like um and I said oh it's so it's so amazing to me that my daughters don't know what that share quote means mom I I am a rich man yeah you know like they didn't even get it they're like well what do you mean and I was like because people used to tell women that they had needed to marry rich and (laughs) Brody's like why would they have to do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. To live that life. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Girl. <laughs> well, yes. It doesn't even make yeah. sense. Doesn't even make sense to you. Yeah. Um, and he like commented like, like uh, something like it's devastating for the baby that you aborted when you're 15. will never get to know what anything means or something like that. And I just was like, <sighs> buddy, you have to stop harassing me. I'm sorry that you're upset by my decision. I'm not going to block you because I think that like one of the great things about this fucking country is that we're all able to have our, you know, express our opinions and our beliefs. But your belief, if you believe that like abortion of a fetus is murder, okay, I can't, I'm not going to change your belief in this moment. But I believe something different and your belief is based in faith and this country in this country, we're not supposed to oppress people who believe different things than us. And we're certainly not supposed to take away their rights based on our own religious beliefs. So I just am asking for you to like, try to deal with why this makes you so angry. And because I don't think you're going to get what you want from harassing some random celebrity online. Right. And he continued to just be like rotten and miserable. And I I mean, I don't know, whatever. But there's just so much anger, so much anger. Yesterday, I was phone banking for Nithya Raman and I got a guy on the phone and he was like, what? I don't. What is this? And I was like, "Okay, hi, I'm just I'm a volunteer. I live in your neighborhood and I'm just like calling you to make sure you voted and to just ask if you have a plan and if I can help in any way and I'm working with my friend Nithya Raman who's running for city council in our neighborhood and he's like I don't I don't understand what this like he was like yelling at me and I was like okay I'm listen he's like why how do all these people have my fucking number like what the fuck and I was like you like screaming you know screaming at me and I was like yeah dude my phone's been ringing too like it's it's hard, but you know, the good news is maybe after tonight, it'll be over for a couple of years. Right. And, and he was like, it's just, it's like impossible. And I was like, I know. Okay. It's fine. You know what? I can't do, you know, whatever I, you know what? It's, it's cool. Like I, and a lot of times they're like, just hang up the phone. Right. Like yeah. if someone's screaming at you, but for whatever reason, like his like 
energy was so aggressive, but also like, I was just like, what I needed, you know, you know me, <laughs> like I needed more. Yeah. So, so I was like, well, can, I mean, okay. I just, you know, I'm trying to just help and that's, and I'm a real person and I really live in this district and like, that's all. And he was like, it's just, I'm trying to deal with my mother's funeral. My mom died. So I was like, dude, I cannot do much for you in this moment, except tell you that I'm so sorry about your mom. And I have a button on this computer and you won't get another call from this campaign. So I'm going to put that on and I hope you just like really are able to take care of yourself and, and take a deep breath. And I'm really sorry. And he just was like quiet and then was like, okay, thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Hung up the phone. (laughs) And I just felt like those two things like kind of illustrate this, this thing that these fucking dudes have i haven't read michael ian black's book of like they're so angry well i think the thing too is if he voted for trump i don't care that his mom's dead that's where i'm at fuck his well no and fuck him like that's where i'm at i don't care about their feelings i don't want to help them fuck them fuck them that's where i'm at I don't give a fuck about these people anymore. I'm tired of having to care about them. And if he voted for Nithya, cool. And if he voted for Biden, I hope that he feels better. But if he voted for Trump, I don't give a fuck about his dead mom. I don't give a fuck about him. And I hope we put this on repeat for everybody to know. I don't care about these people anymore. And I think that I don't care about them. And I don't have to. And nobody has to care about them. I don't care about these people. I think you're bringing up yeah, I, I think you're you're bringing up an interesting point, which is that it is I hear the exhaustion in your voice, you know, I'm not and doing this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. And I, and I understand that people people do have like people are doing it. And I appreciate their work. And I appreciate that. But people also need to fully understand that you don't have to give a fuck about them. They're bad right. people. I hope right. he dies. Fuck him. I hope I don't care about any of these people anymore. That's where I'm at. And then somebody's going to say that I'm an angry black woman and that I should have empathy and sympathy. But you should remember that empathy and sympathy is used from your oppressor so they can oppress you. They can oppress you. And then you get to feel bad for having actual feelings. No, but listen, I I don't have empathy or sympathy for these fucking dudes. I just think that we have to, as a society figure the fuck out how to deal with it because it will not get better. It will not not get better. We have to come for our own people. That's the thing is that like Shantira, it shouldn't be your job to empathize with, especially like say a white guy who's like just oosing toxic masculinity. It shouldn't be, anyone's you know it shouldn't be things. my fucking job right. to have it's, to deal with that guy on my fucking instagram it's it's 100% true but that this is what i'm saying i think that like on a societal level we need good guys to speak up more and to show that they are strong guys and you know it's like you you guys have been you guys have been like dragged online by like a group of whatever whether it's like you know super far left guys or super far right guys you guys have all we've all experienced it and it's always women jumping to another woman's defense and it's hardly ever a man who you know every once in a while you'll get a dm from somebody being like oh i saw what happened are you okay and i'm like don't do this in dm get (laughs) out there 
yeah, get out there and tell this guy to shut the fuck up and to leave your friend alone. And that's not you know? just men too. Women. If yes. something happens, I don't want a fucking DM from you, especially if you're not going to say anything out loud ever again. Right. The amount right. of times I've gotten like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. What are we going to do? Don't do right. that. Either but shut the my, fuck like, Don't do that for me. But here's <laughs> my question then, guys. Like I bring this to the red table. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do like, have a red table in my room right now. Like I love that. Bring ourselves to the red table. We're, I'm bringing myself to the red table. Um, what the fuck are we supposed to do about this thing? Like the misogyny and the toxic masculinity and the white supremacy that exists. I'm not saying I'm truly Shintira, you know, I'm not fucking yeah. saying we have to have empathy for these oh, motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't have empathy for them. Yeah. I don't think that they get to be abusive and racist and fucking horrid humans, but what the fuck do I we mean, do? I have 100% said this before and I believe it. I just believe they need to get the shit kicked out, kicked out of them. I like am tired of us being like all this nonviolent shit. They come up. If they show up at your house with a fucking gun, everybody should go get one. I'm on board. I'm going to go get one. I'm not fucking kidding. There's an all black um, gun shop here. And um, I'm not even going to say where it is, but I'm going to go because this idea, that's also the thing. It's like these people are violent. They're showing yeah. up. And they are harassing us and yes. ripping off our masks and chasing us in trucks. And yes. this idea that we're supposed to hope the police its the police. So, like, I'm saying, like, the next time some crazy white woman pulls your mask off, she deserves to get an open slap to the face. That's where I'm at. Because I don't I honestly don't know what else to do. I don't know what to do. That's nonviolent. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know either. And, like, I do know that especially... Uh, well yeah dude i mean i fucking <laughs> i'm <laughs> i moved across country yeah you know what i mean because i want to protect my family and like I, I just i mean we don't have the answer and that's okay too <laughs> i think it starts with i think it starts with good people who believe that they're good have to stop being polite yes. to people that are actively trying to hurt someone else. So that means not no more saying like, oh, I'm sorry that you have to sit with your uncle who's against LGBTQIA plus causes at Thanksgiving dinner. He's from a different generation. Doesn't matter. No. That means when you hear your cuckoo neighbor yelling at someone who's black in the street because they think they don't belong in that neighborhood, it doesn't mean that you be quiet to keep the peace in the neighborhood it means that you stand with that person who's being attacked and you say and here's the scary thing like we all want to protect ourselves and protect our families but sometimes you have to sometimes you can't sometimes you can't you got to risk it you know what I mean like that's the hardest thing like as a white mom of white boys like in our house we you know I always was like listen don't let your friends walk anywhere alone tonight. 
You know what I mean? And like, there's always a list of rules for my kids where I'm basically like, and my friends are telling me like, are you fucking crazy? You're telling your kid to like step into harm's way. You know what I mean? Like that's the advice that you're giving them. Like when shit goes down, don't bug out, stay there. And you know, at, at the very least witness it so that there's yeah. a witness and it's, it is scary. Like, but can you imagine how anyone else who doesn't have a white boy kid feels? Can yeah. you imagine how scary it is for them? I mean, I know that like it's very common and I think it's been coming up often in this year, like the talk that black parents give their kids Mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of people don't know it but like i i mean like my mother and my father when i was like eight nine ten years old made it very clear that i was to act a certain way around certain white people to stay safe that like when cops are around don't move don't look quote unquote suspicious like everything you're doing it's not like you don't get to go have fun you get to go outside and like remember all the survival things that your parents told you when you go to the movies oh, okay cool there's a big group of people in the front of that movie theater maybe you should go into another door because when there's a group of black and brown kids cops like to bother them so if you see that make sure you go somewhere else if you are, <laughs> if right. you are in a neighborhood and you're walking by yourself uh make sure that especially since i'm a girl and i I do often look masculine presenting uh take your hood off and try to make sure that like people know that you're a girl less likely for something to happen to you like there are all these things that I was like told to be safe you know so like the idea that too is like like so many people don't know that like oh we're already in danger all the time and I'm just asking you to like to be chill (laughs) right and i think that that's the thing too it's like but casey's but to casey's point yeah the conversation that black parents have to have with their children should be had by white parents yes we need more children like what she did with her kids and like what we've done with ours which is like you fucking stand up for what you believe in even if it makes you unpopular even if you lose friends over it which birdie has experienced now and like i don't give a fuck because fuck that but whatever you know what i mean like she's felt pain because of her like taking the fucking stand for what's right and i'm proud of her like so fucking proud of her and and it's not always easy to like get that message through to your privileged white kids just FYI I'm saying this for the audience not for you Shantira thank like, you <laughs> so just so you know, you know yeah. just, um, <laughs> but for the people listening so you have to like keep repeating it it is yeah. not a conversation you're Shantira I am going to take a fucking leap of faith here but I'm gonna guess that your parents did not tell you one time how you needed to protect yourself. I oh, assume no. that they, it's, right. it's the older I got, it was an ongoing yeah, conversation. The older, that the they, older mm-hmm. I got, the more things I was mm-hmm. made aware of sometimes, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I had to ask them, but then they would give me precursors. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like, so, so, so my white friends at home with your, who are parents and who are listening to this, let's just like, Let's just understand. How about that? That like this is a conversation you keep having with your kids about how how they help to protect others, how they have to start to use their white privilege 
in order to make sure that all of their friends are safe. It's not enough. This is what Bertie said. It's not. And, you know, this is the whole fucking idea. It's not enough to just be against something. You have to be actively anti. Right. Yeah. So when we yeah. talk about when we talk about how. People are just like you what I'm not right I'm not racist I'm not racist I'm not racist that's fine I'm grateful that you're not racist lady you need to be anti you need to yes. be actively doing things and living your life in such a way that you are like protecting helping and not protecting in like a you know what I'm saying yeah. but like yeah, protect well, like your, you'd protect yeah. anyone. You, like you, know? you would protect anyone. You, you have, have to fucking to stand be willing up. to you stand up. You have to stand up. And look, and you're right. It is fucking scary because like look at the, you know, look at like there are there are historically speaking in the last 4 years cases of people like standing up and getting fucking killed. Like, you know, like in the Midwest and in Seattle, like those, you know, like it has happened. But you have to just know I don't fucking know, guys. The majority of people standing up are not getting killed. So, you know, so that's what we have to remember is that and that the more people that stand up, that is how you over that's how you overpower. And the more that you show your bravery, it's like confirmation bias. The more that you step out of line and say, no, not in front of me. Somebody's going to step up behind you and be like, yep, I'm with her. That's why you're so smart. And I love you. We have to take a break. All right, let's do an ad. (laughs) Listen, guys, making sense of the passage of time this year has been almost impossible. I'm not going to lie. Time doesn't exist. Time doesn't exist in 2020. I cannot. I literally can't believe When I do that thing, oh my God, when I look at the pictures from last year, this day, like this day last year, I'm like, I'm so sorry. That was 30 weeks ago. That was not (laughs) a year ago. Like, I I don't understand. I haven't done this podcast in six months. And it was just the other day. It was less than seven days ago. Wait, what? Oh my God. Seriously, it was less than seven days ago? Yeah, I don't understand time. I don't understand it. This is what we're saying. So as this year comes to a close, there's one important timeline. Modern fertility can help you better understand. And that's your reproductive one. Did you know that you can just do a little simple finger prick and it can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health, egg count, menopause timing, if your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. For those of you who don't know that, I do. Um, all things that are good to know, whether or not kids are in your future. I'm still waiting for my kit, guys. I really want it. <laughs> Did it come to New York? I'm probably Ray has done it in LA. I'm not even kidding. Ray tested his his ovaries in you guys. LA. Ray has been just everything that's come to the house. I feel like he because I asked him. I was like, instead of just like shipping everything to New York, like open the packages, take pictures of it. I mean, is that too much? Maybe. I don't know. He's he's staying at my house. Take pictures of it. And then I'll decide if, you know, if I want you to send it to me. Here's what I think might be happening. He's like, I'm interested in my 
in my hormone level. In my hormonal health. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's living his best life. Um, he really is. And he also got my glasses on. He was yeah. in my wig drawer the other day. I, I mean, I the wigs, the wigs alone are worth a follow. But we're, this isn't about <laughs> Ray. This is about modern fertility and you getting important fertility insight without even having to go to a doctor or leaving home. It makes it possible with easy at-home fertility hormone testing. So it's why Modern Fertility was created. It's easy and affordable. Um, and you can test your fertility hormones at home with a simple, simple finger prick. And then you mail it back with a prepaid label. And then you get your personalized results within 10 days. So Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility only costs $159. Amazing. And you get the same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash best, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility. So you're going to get insight into how many eggs you have hormone levels, other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one -on -one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today, or maybe you want kids someday, or if you just want to fucking know, you need information to make a decision that's best for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners 20 dollars off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash best. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at the doctor. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash best. Modernfertility.com slash best. Listen, guys. It's time to talk about our boobs again. We love our boobs and we love Warners and Olga by Warners. Is that a good um, one? It's not your best jingle. It's not the best. But, not the best. But still, I appreciate the spirit in which you delivered it. <laughs> real solutions for real women. Warners and Olga by Warners have been supporting women for over 140 years. They really know their stuff. Scroll back on my Instagram and see my cute ad that I did for them. I was in my bra. I never felt better. I loved it. I had no problems that day. <laughs> You're just working it into like into your dialogue now. I'm trying to make problems happen. Okay. Don't mean girls me, Casey. <laughs> it, I, it's happening. I believe in it. Casey, maybe you need to say goodbye to your problems. <laughs> I Listen, believe in it. What are problems? You know what I mean? We're talking yeah. underarm bulge, cup spillage, but Warners and Olga by Warners has the solutions for the issues that are voiced by real women. Um, and Warners is led and designed and run by women. They know real bodies and they make a great affordable bra that is well made and lasts a long time you don't that's start all you that's all you want you don't start a company in 1881 and you stick around to the hellish year of 2020 <laughs> by making something that's not great you know what I mean yeah they're great they're great and I love them and I loved working for them and my bra drawer is full of them and I've really been able to kiss those problems goodbye. And I'm going to keep saying problems until it 
until it happens. Until it so, enters the lexicon. Yeah. So you guys, if you want, visit warners.com and you can find real comfort today. You also probably a store that you frequent a lot. Maybe you buy a lot of other stuff there. They probably have Warners. I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to name the stores. Go to warners.com. But they're in a lot of they're in a lot of stores that a lot of us are at a lot. Is that a good is that a good way to say it? I don't want to make it mysterious, but I don't think we're allowed to say the like big like a little mystery. I always do, especially when I'm talking about bras. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) No. Busy. No. Anyway, (laughs) I do love my Warner's support and comfort. We can have it all. It's real life, real comfort. Warner's bras. I'm not just the spokesperson. I also wear them. Um, wait, on that note, wait, sorry, Shantir, what? I was just going to say, like, something nice. <laughs> I wanted to say something nice, too. Yeah, I want you to say something, something nice, nice first. Okay, go. Um, okay, this is, like, kind of weird, but um, I got an ear infection. I went, like, swimming in there. I, I saw heard. that. That's yeah. On Instagram I have, on Twitter. I have very small baby ears. Very Me, too. Small ears. My ears are so small. Anytime I go to the doctor, I'm told two things. I have perfect blood, pre- perfect blood pressure and very small ears. Um... <laughs> Chantira, <laughs> me too. I have. I, have I also have small ears. I can't wear <laughs> earbuds. I have perfect uh, blood pressure. I've been told by many a nurse. And what is it? Have, I'm one fifteen uh, over. Like six, I don't even seventy. I don't even remember what it is. But oh. yesterday, because it's like I, I was like I don't know. What my, they were like when I went and got a endoscopy. That's when you get scope in your throat. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I remember, um, I couldn't do it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I cried uh, when I um, when I was getting it done. Uh, when I was falling asleep, the nurses go, "Her ears are so small," and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then when I woke <laughs> up, they were like, "You have perfect blood pressure," and I was like, two for two, baby." So uh, yesterday, this is the thing that sounds weird, but I have an ear infection. I've had them like always growing up because my ears are so small. But I woke up <laughs> and I was like, "I have an ear infection. I'm gonna go to the minute clinic and um, like really make advocate for myself and like tell them what I know what is." wrong with my body and get what i need yes. and then fucking go home and that's what i did and i was really proud of myself because it's really hard because when you i, I know like a lot of women when they go to the doctor when they go to anything they're always like it could be this it could be that and obviously it could be but like i knew what was wrong with me and yeah. i went in and i told them what was wrong with me and it was confirmed confirmed and then I got what I needed and even though my ear hurts I feel really proud of myself for advocating for my body good for you that's I feel like I I love that because I'm so afraid of doctors and I will like avoid going to a doctor for like the dumbest thing I just think that I'm like you know I'd convince myself that I had like you know some deadly ear infection so I'm so proud of you for getting that done and I hope that you're feeling a little better I yeah. also feel like, Shantira, you're on a real journey of owning your body and your health this year. And so I am. If, if that this was my manifestation is, early in the beginning I, of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and so this year might be like garbage in so many ways. Yeah. But I also want to just echo, I am proud of you for seeing that goal through. And I feel like you've really taken control. And let's get rid of this ear infection. Ear infection. I got some amoxicillin, (laughs) baby. Let's go. I love amoxicillin. What did you, do you want me to tell what I did my best at and then you go or which way do you want to go? 
either way. Why don't you go? Because I talked a lot last section. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, I actually did something yesterday that helped me get through the worst part of the election. And I was kind of proud of it. And it was kind of fun and silly. And just all of a sudden, I have all this stuff on my plate. I have way too much stuff to do. I went from having like zero things to do to just having like committing to way too much stuff that's fine but like um do you remember when like the girl scouts of america did like a celebratory tweet about amy coney barrett being confirmed? no no and everyone that. was like that's bullshit the girl scouts of america she's gonna oppress women Blah. anyway i did a joke tweet saying like what if i started a club called the women scouts and people were like i would so join that club i mm-hmm. would totally do that and people were so enthusiastic about it i was like okay here's a women's scouts email if you want to join a club like let's test this out let's float this balloon so like 150 people emailed me saying including like a couple of men who were like could I be in the women's scouts and I was like yeah women's scouts isn't just women um so anyway however you identify baby come yeah, on yeah. To the women's you know, scouts. yeah if you want to be uh in the women's scouts yes join up so anyway and uh, it's probably like totally illegal to call them the women's scouts we'll see if I get sued but anyway yesterday <laughs> I did that embarrassing thing where I emailed everybody without BCCing them and there was like a a, an exploding um reply all chain which was kind of a disaster but then someone nicely suggested hey why don't we do a slack channel and I was like I'm not really experienced in setting up a slack channel but I did it it took like five minutes and then all like 150 members just were on that slack channel chatting all night reassuring each other telling each other it's gonna be okay distracting each other it was really cool and it was really nice and I just am so grateful to everybody who was like yeah this is what I'm doing tonight can I join the Women's Scouts? Yeah, of course. Yeah, People were quoting you like in the Women's Scouts. <laughs> what? <Yes. laughs> well, then I, I be, are we, are, is there a leader? Is it, are you the leader? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm by default the leader because I started it, but so many people have emerged as leaders. So yeah. Oh, that's cute. I like that. So yeah. many people have emerged as leaders. Yeah. I'm in it for the badges. Yes. We're going to, we're working on badges and I feel like we could do like an Instagram, like last night we were joking that our badge was getting through November 3rd yeah. is the badge that we earned. But I think like maybe we could do like little Instagram badges that people could post on their stories. And then That's that so would cute. like to be and like, I also I love a flex. <laughs> I love a flex. Just being like, you I need got to bed. join too, Shantira. So. Oh yeah, I'm going to. Okay, okay I'm. Right. I, we're in. We're in. Okay. Okay. So can I talk about my? Can I tell you my my good story about yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Election day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This also is going to tie in several things that have been touched on already today. <laughs> so. I was like, what the fuck are we doing for election day? We had no plan. We didn't know what to do, you know? And I was like, I would like to volunteer somewhere. And, you know, because I have physically volunteered with World Central Kitchen several times at the border um, um, in Tijuana um, for the asylum seekers who are there living in shelters world central kitchen has set up um you know a bunch of like along the border a bunch of different outposts nobel prize where, winning right is that did he win the nobel prize is that um, jose andreas yes jose andreas yeah yeah he he's incredible prize for feeding the whole fucking world it's amazing yeah he's incredible <laughs> the organization is incredible one of the things i love the best about it oh no 
Am I going to cry? <laughs> is that his entire idea is that like you feed people. That's also why the pandemic's been so hard, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you share meals with people, you share food with people and it's from a place of love and it's like delicious and fills you up or makes you feel a fucking way. Right. And then when people are like literally going through the hardest moments in their lives, when people are homeless or unhoused or when people are displaced from natural disasters, FEMA shows up and gives them like a block of cheese in a Ziploc bag. And Jose Andreas was like, no, let's give people comfort with this. Like, let's give people dignity with this food. Let's give them something. So for instance, this is how much thought is put into it, just so I can kind of explain. It's kind of amazing. Uh, For instance, in Tijuana at the border, they are doing their best to serve a bunch of different shelters around Tijuana Mm -hmm. that are um, housing the asylum seekers who are trying to get here and they are sort of like split into different groups in the shelters like depending on what country of origin they're from right like there are Haitian immigrants that are being held in Mexico and Guatemalan and you know people from Honduras and like all of these different places right and they all they sort of go to different areas um And so when World Central Kitchen prepares the meals, they're like, oh, well, today we're serving like these three shelters and this is like Guatemalan. So we want to make sure that it's not too spicy. Guatemalan uh, people typically don't, you know, like their rice and beans with, you know, they like it with salt and not too much extra spice. Like they do, or if it's Haitian, they're like, we're going to, we've taken this recipe from this person who, like, you know what I mean? They like, yeah, because there's nothing worse when you're hungry and you just get something that is like, you, what is, you this? know, just not, it's not for you. You're like, I don't like the way this tastes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so thoughtful. That's like another layer of like just beyond thoughtfulness. Right. So that's like, I just want to explain that because I think a lot of people have seen the World Central Kitchen online. Maybe you've donated. Maybe you've just seen seen some of the work that they've been doing during COVID, during, um, you know, the fires, during um, hurricanes. You know, they show up to areas. They're really thoughtful. The chefs that travel with the teams and set up um, are incredibly thoughtful about the people that they're going to feed and they really want to make it like a nice experience, a nice meal. So um, they started this chefs for the polls thing, um, which was for early voting polls and um, and day of the election at polls. They picked poll pl- polling places um, in certain areas that historically speaking have had long lines people have had to wait and their idea was like we'll bring we'll hire local chefs that's who so cool most of the local chefs and restaurants in our country you know have really suffered in the last six months yes so world central kitchen using their monetary donations that they receive pay them these restaurants to prepare little like catered delicious meals that's amazing and uh and then they have volunteers like my little group, which is me and Mark, Sarah Bareilles, <laughs> and her boyfriend, Joe Tippett. Um, 
and then Jay, who was with something, I can't remember what organization she was with, but World Central Kitchen like had her ho- hooked her up with with us. Um, and then uh, and then we went to the Hank Gathers uh, Youth Center <laughs> in Philadelphia. <laughs> Um, so I, I missed the part I'm telling my story. Sorry, I'm a little scattered today, but, um, but anyway, so when I was thinking about like what I wanted to do and I wanted to volunteer and I was like, I mean, New York is kind of fine. And I looked at world central kitchen online and they had all of their signups for volunteers and it was like all full in New York mm-hmm. yeah. too. And so I texted chef Tim Kilcoin from world central kitchen. And I was like, Hey dude, do you. Oh, Mark was like, you know, Philadelphia is only like an hour and a half away. I was like, what? I do not understand the East Coast. (laughs) Everything's driving distance. Everything's one train away. (laughs) You guys, I'm from Arizona. It took it takes you six hours to get any into any other state. At least six hours from one time Scottsdale. I one time accidentally drove into Delaware. Like (laughs) we were looking for Chase Bank. And I, I was like, oh, this is where it is. And it was like, welcome to Delaware. And then we I've went to the that. bank and did a U-turn. <laughs> so like the East Coast is wild. I straight up just ran into Delaware one time. Yeah. So yeah. I've been like, <laughs> I'm in New Jersey? What? <laughs> oh, by the way, we went. I started in Manhattan in New York. We went for New Jersey. We ended up in Pennsylvania all in like an hour 15. It's wild. And it's like wild. Europe. It's like you're right. Truly. And I was like, oh, wait, we could go to Pennsylvania. It's that close. OK, so I so so I texted Kim and uh, Kim, Tim. And I was like, Tim, what about Philly? We could go. And he's like, yes, we need people in Philly. Great. And I asked Sarah and her boyfriend if they wanted to join us. And they're like, yes. And I was like, because we didn't know what the tenor of yesterday was going to be or the city and like everybody's boarding up like their businesses around here. I was just like, oh, boy. Oh boy. So we decided to take uh, Sarah Beth, Tom Berlin and our girls with us to protect you, to protect us. No, just, we wanted them to be, we, I didn't, I just like, was like, I don't think we should be an hour and 15 yeah. minutes away from our kids. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but um. But also, I understand their threshold for uh, volunteering. And uh, Sarah Bath was like, it's very cool because, you know, Shamir, my friend who's a singer and has the new album out. That's incredible. Have you guys listened to Shamir? Yeah. Yes. Shamir? I haven't. I don't know them. But send it to me. Drop it Everybody listen baby. to Shamir. Okay. Well, first of all, you're going to fucking love Shamir. <laughs> anyway uh Shamir lives there and wants to hang and we can go to the park and have a picnic I'm like perfect Perfect. so we get there we get the food from chef Sophia from a restaurant called El Mercury in Philly she provided so many meals yesterday to all these different polling places and we were set up at the Hank Gathers Youth Center and there were more volunteers than there were people waiting at the oh, <laughs> in line. Well, listen, here's what I'm going to say, though. Oh, but also the night before we left, Mark was like, is it safe to go to Philly? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, they've had all this stuff and da, 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 da. And like the, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is the point. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Like, we're showing up. Like, we're going. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's safe. He's like, but people like poll intimidators. I was like, yeah. 
And guess what? We'll be there. Like, so it, this is why we have to yeah. do this in yes. this moment. This is why this is so important to me. Yes. Right. I and love like, that you brought the kids. One of the things when I was living in Chicago, we like shut down Michigan Avenue after Laquan McDonald was shot. And I'll never forget. We were like standing in front of a Gucci store because we were like, nobody's shopping today. Like you need to like recognize what's happening in your city. And this woman walked by with her son and the little boy goes, what's going on here? And that woman said, nothing. Don't Ugh. worry about it. Let's go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I think that one of the things that's really important is that, like, when you decide to go somewhere and you can bring your kids, bring them. Yeah. Let them yeah. know what's happening. Yes. Let them see what this country is doing and what they are capable of doing starting now. So, like, I really, I hope that that encourages people because that really encourages me. <laughs> I mean, listen, I wasn't going to ask them to sit there for three and a half hours and hand out. But just showing because, no, but just showing but they that were they, like doing. Yeah, they came and they saw they they came and they saw and then they went on a picnic with Auntie Shamir. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's amazing. But, I love, but them just knowing or even just knowing where you were going and coming with you. I think so many people think that kids know a lot and understand a lot. But if you don't tell them, there's some little asshole in their class who is going to tell them. Santa Claus, right. no. Let's talk about civil rights. Some kid <laughs> is gonna go in there in class and be like, "You don't know about the electoral college," or telling them something wrong. So I think right. that it's yeah. like the same way you were mad at somebody for telling your kid about a tooth fairy. Like the game is the ante has been upped in 2020. It's not it's just for sure. They're for yeah. sure. They're, they're talking politics, baby. So <laughs> take your kids. They with are, you. and they <laughs> should, and they and they should know those things so anyway so here we are we're there at the polling place and we sort of we made friends with some of the other volunteers that were standing around there were there were uh some lawyers that uh were there that were poll watching making sure that no one was sort of you know being bad. turned away or whatever right yeah um, the poll workers were lovely women um, from the, you know, like who lived in the neighborhood who had been doing working at that poll for years. Um, they were very sweet auntie, older ladies. Um, yeah, they were very cute and would come out and talk to us for a bit. Made friends with this guy, Kenneth, who was there just um, like voter support. Like if you need anything, um, what was, I can't remember what organization Kevin was with. Um, and then there were like a bunch of, you know, I call everyone kids. They're not kids. They were like younger black men who were all wearing uh, shirts that say like black voters matter. And they were sort of like, holding signs up like you would like to let people know this was the polling place, you know, and they were like playing music yeah. and, and like they were cool. And I am like a dorky white mom, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and like, and I get it. Like I get it. And I'm fucking weird. You guys, you know, I am like, I'm like, like whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, I want them. Like, I want to talk to those kids. Like they're <laughs> standing over there. Like, why can't we be friends? You know, because I was like just feeling like so I had we had offered 
I had offered them some of the like tacos, taquitos and stuff before. And a couple of the kids were like, oh, no, thanks. That's like, we got food. We're good. We're good. Thank you. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. So then they, everybody's like taking shifts throughout the day, you know? So like um, some of the kids left and then another group of kids showed up. And by kids, again, I'm talking about kids that are like, Young adults. Yeah. On early 20s. Young I adults. I call everybody kid. Me like, too. <laughs> Everybody's not, like, these kids. Right. But I don't want it because, I'm like, but because I am a white woman, I don't yeah. want it to seem, I don't want it to seem like I'm being, um, I mean, what's the word? Kid um, and boy are very different. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So you like, don't want to, you don't, yeah, yeah. don't want to minimize anyone's. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. They are but young men. They are young, young men. Yeah. But okay. I, I think too, there is that thing where like, I used to teach like improv, RIP, mm-hmm. and like, there'd be like <laughs> people who were like 50 in my class and I'd be like, my kids. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get the same way. I like, I don't know. Like, I, yes, I, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Anytime you okay. try to feed someone, you're like, that's my baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Shantir, everyone's Shantira's baby. That if is you're true. not, look out. Yeah. I'm always so, trying to give you snacks. <laughs> so anyway, so the, so then in the new, some of the new kids who came, <laughs> who came, they like went inside to the rec center to, I don't know, whatever. And as they, I was like, this is my chance when they come out, I'm going to like, make them engage with me <laughs> yeah. you know it's such a fucking weird mom and I, Mark's already so embarrassed he's like on the corner like your mom like, thirst is so <laughs> it is palpable <laughs> I just like I just was like I had already chatted with everybody else like I sure. knew everyone else's stories I wanted in you're not a regular mom you're a cool I am mom. a cool mom <laughs> I am <laughs> I did have a moment where I was like in my head, I was like, they probably think I'm like a teenager too, right? Like, <laughs> Early 22. And then I was like, oh my gosh, busy. You, def- you definitely have cool mom attitude then. <laughs> okay. So anyway, listen. So so the three kids come out and I was like, hey guys, are you sure you don't want tacos? Or like whatever, like just like try it. And they're like, no, no, it's we're good. Thank you though. Thank you. My, I swear we're good. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, just let me know. It's here. It's so good. Oh, and... And I like <laughs> there's two of the guys like kind of looked at each other and like this one kid got stuck with me, right? <laughs> and and like his friends totally fucking left him. Like, you know, like how when you're just like, well, as buddy, you're the one that's standing closest to her. So that's me. Good that's luck me to whenever you. we go out. I'm always the one who's like, I'll talk to the host. <laughs> right. Right. Like, but the, it was just so fucking funny. Like they just all were like all right well it's on you dude like (laughs) you know one for the team so so they walk away and I'm like trying to get the kids to love me because that's like what I just want everyone to do and I'm just like chatting with him about shit like what I don't even I don't even fucking know and then and he was kind of looking at me I could tell even though we're both wearing masks like what the fuck who is this person this <laughs> weird lady okay and then he was like i don't know man i mean i just think this is like the wildest simulation and i was like oh shut up <laughs> what did you just say i was like mark mark he was like, what? what i was like he just said he thinks it's a I was like, dude, that's my thing. That is my thing. And then he started laughing like he couldn't even help himself. He's like, you're fucking crazy. I was like, I know. 
wow. So then I was like, so who's your player in the simulation? Are you leveling up? And he's like, <laughs> what do you mean? And I was like, well, like, wait, Shantira, are you frozen? Or are you just being, I'm just, no, you're being just listening. Attentive. You're just listening. Okay. <laughs> you guys, Shantira was just so still right now. I was like, oh no, she froze. No, I'm just, cause I'm just, <laughs> I'm very, okay. Attentive. You guys, I have small ears. I have to focus. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, so then I'm like, well, because in my version of Sims theory, like we all have different players and depending on like how good your player is, you can level up. Like, for instance, like I'm essentially like one step away from white trash, right? And (laughs) and I come from Arizona. I'm like, you know, what's her name from the good place? I was like, but I'm doing pretty well. I think I have a good player who like leveled me up. Right. And he's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I'm leveling up. I definitely think I'm leveling up. I was like, that's amazing. I was like, so wait, what do you do? And he's like, well, I'm a junior in college, um, but college is like all messed up now because of, um, you know, whatever. COVID. I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And he's like, so we're zooming, but whatever. He's like, Stash is so weird. Like not even supposed to be here today. Because my school is actually, I live now close to the school and it's, it's like 45 minutes away, but, um, my mom still lives around here and, um, and I forgot that I had rented these lights, uh, in downtown Philly that I had to return and they were due yesterday. So I, I came in and then, um, my mentor, uh, who has the organization as I plant this seed, Ryan, this, why we're all here, um, he like called me and was like, Oh, I'm so glad you're in town. I want you to, to come with, you know, our, like go out with us tomorrow to help like get out the word at polling places so that people know that this is like where they need to come to vote. So yeah, like I wasn't even gonna be here, but I just weirdly am. And I was like, huh, that's so crazy. So wait, why were you returning lights? And he was like, Oh, cause, um, I oh, was crazy. I, I like want to be a filmmaker. And I was making a movie and whatever. And I was like, oh, motherfucker, did you just level up? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, guess what we all do? And he's like, what? And I was like, we work in the fucking entertainment industry. (laughs) Um, So anyway, at this point, he's like looking at me and truly, I think, thinks that I don't even know what he thinks. Like, I think he's like, okay, white lady. All right. <laughs> and then I just was like, how old are you? Whatever. And he's like, he tells me. And I, and cause he had said that he wanted to move to LA earlier, yeah. you know? And I was like, well, Cordier, like when you are ready, whatever, like I'm getting your information and I want to like help you out in whatever way I can. And he's like, that's, awesome like that's amazing that's so cool thank you whatever <laughs> I was like great like send me your movie whatever I was like I could still tell I was like he needs I was like okay do you know I'm who like, I am oh I, <laughs> I no, I said I was like I was like what kind of mu- movies do you like and he's like well I love like big comedies I I tend to want to make more suspense movies but I love big comedies and I was like did you watch White Chicks when you were a kid? <laughs> every like, black person, every black person has seen White Chicks. That's our go-to for you, bitchy. <laughs> and he was like, of course, I love White Chicks. And I was like, dude, I'm Karen. And I put my mask <laughs> down and his, uh, like his whole face, he was like, 
oh my god he's like I didn't he's like I truly didn't think you were full of shit because why would you just lie about that to me like you know whatever but he's like but now I know like you really are someone that works in this industry I was like you can look me up like whatever you should have just done the dance I can't remember it but anyway my point being Quidier is going to be an amazing director someday He's going to thank me when he wins his Oscar. I'm going to try to, I'm going to see if even like, I don't even know, maybe I can get him hired as the PA on this show that I'm doing because uh, his school is all Zoom for the rest right. of the year. That's, That's really the universe cool. helping you out. That's the universe making sure you are where you're supposed to be. It's very and cool. to all those people out there who take one for, take one for the team for your, gr- for your friend group, it sometimes it works out. Sometimes this, is, off. this is what I'm saying but I also just feel like when you talk about like whether I don't know just like all of those decisions that you make in your life all of them can have impact on other people's lives and and, and existence Absolutely. at some point right yes and so I don't think that all of those guys are want to be filmmakers. Right. No. It was just him. And and he was where he the, was supposed to be. He was where he was supposed to be. And I was where I was supposed to be. Like our team was where we were supposed to be. You know, like just two pennies meeting up on the just sidewalk. Two fucking pennies, man. <laughs> and I was real bummed that I didn't find a penny yesterday at all. But I found a human penny. And a human penny found me. So that's amazing. I love it. Guys, look for the look for the silver linings. Always look for the hope. Look for the fucking pennies. Show up. Keep showing up. We don't know keep what doing your best. It, yeah. Keep doing your best. We don't know what's about to happen. We you know, we're all just sending our energy like our positive vibes because it can't hurt. Right. To it can't hurt. just, you know, just keeping a keeping somebody said um set your face on twitter you know what i mean and i was kind of like yeah set your face and steal your spine and i was like okay that's what i'm gonna do it felt right set your face like like a game face yeah kind of like they were like if the way your face looks now makes the other side feel good then don't give them that set your face and steal your spine and i was like yeah that that feels good to me that feels right you know what else like, I did cry a lot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> <In the> last... <laughs> I haven't cried yet. I haven't cried yet, but I probably will. You kind of just did on this podcast. Yeah, she why didn't you cry today? I feel disappointed. No, she kind of did. She I got, mean, like, I, so angry I she was on so in, mad. In tears. I'm so mad. But I am probably going to cry later. I, we've talked about this before. I, I cannot mourn yet. I cannot yeah. mourn yet. So... When Biden wins, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just yeah, we're just setting that aside time to, to to yeah. cry in one of a variety of ways. A variety of ways. Yeah. I'm manifesting that is how I want to cry. <laughs> Here's the other thing I want to say to everybody. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. It has never been a fucking sprint, not for any one of us, even if we thought it was. You're not going to win fucking everything that you want all the time. You're not going to get all the progressive things passed on the ballot. You're not going to get all your candidates through. 
you have to build the world you want to see bit by bit. It's like fucking arduous and long and a process and ex- and it is exhausting. And and some of it's not your fucking job, Shantira. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. But some of it is. Other stuff yeah. is. And, and like and we're going to do it. And Everybody so like has a job. Everybody has yes. something they can do and just know your role. And then whatever is good for you emotionally, physically that you can sustain. Uh, go for that. <laughs> okay. For Cricket's it. Cricket's favorite children's book of the last six months. And I read it to her every night is Kamala and Maya's uh, big idea. And mm-hmm. uh, it was written by Kamala's. Uh, niece Mina Harris, who started Phenomenal, which is an amazing organization. We should talk to her, actually. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, but uh, in the book, it's really well written. It's a really great children's book. If you haven't gotten it yet, please get it. But in the book, it says at the at the very end, Kamala and Maya knew no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Yeah, that's it. And that's fucking it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And even in losing, you are, I hope that people really take this to heart. If you worked for something so hard and it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to turn out. I mean, I've worked for Jamie Harrison for over a year. And Jamie Harrison cleared a path. Yep. Jamie Harrison made a dent in an undentable situation. And so Jamie Harrison will, he'll get him next time. Yeah, he really will. He really fucking well. And, you know, Stacey Abrams, she made a huge difference in the outcome of Georgia, whichever way it goes, you know. She got 800,000 people registered to vote. Yeah. And so in losing, she didn't, Stacey Abrams didn't lose. You know, well, by the way, she I didn't mean, lose. <laughs> yeah. By the way, like literally, she, she not only literally didn't yeah. lose. Yeah. But, you know, but she she is out there and she's still and, you know, and and that's a huge example for all of us, too. Like she didn't get the thing she was going for. And she was like, okay, what's the next thing? You know, so just have courage. We believe in you. (laughs) I believe in you. Shantira, go to work on your real job. Love you, guys. Love you, Shantira. Take care of that ear. You guys, it's small but mighty. (laughs) Small but mighty. We will talk to you next week. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. We love you. And bye. Oh no.